Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock, and welcome to the podcast. Today's topic is such an important one, using data to widen minority applications. And I have the perfect analytical person to share her insight. Lubomira Buresh is founder and CEO of Polygon Research, an analytics company that helps mortgage companies and mortgage leaders make better decisions. Prior to starting her own business, she was with KPMG, Bank of America, and City, and has had a long career in the world of mortgage lending. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Pat. Thank you for having me. I look forward to this conversation. This is such an important one, and you are the perfect person to talk about it. But I thought before we jump into that, that we'll talk a little bit about your own background. How did you get into mortgage banking? That's always a very interesting (laughs) question, and actually to hear different answers of people, how they got in. And I have to say that my story is slightly different. I was born and raised in a different country, in Bulgaria, in Southeast Europe. So I didn't have the knowledge of what mortgage is until I was in my mid-20s when I immigrated to the U.S. actually and started working with an advisory company subsidiary of a small CDFI a bank on the south side of Chicago called ShoreBank. And they were lending, they were known at that time for their business lending model to underserved communities. So my job on the advisory side was to shadow loan officers, marketing managers, compliance managers, and learn about that model as much as possible, describe it, and then communicate it to other countries that wanted to start lending to small businesses, for mortgages and and so forth. So that's actually, that was early 2000s that I learned about what mortgage is and what it can do for people. And then uh, I had to, I mean, it was my choice to go to business school. I went and graduated from Robert H. Smith School of Business at the University of Maryland. And with that, from there, I was recruited from Bank of America and I spent the rest of my career from 2007 on in, in mortgage banking. And now I'm, I'm with Polygon Research and it's, it's super exciting to, to serve this industry. It's just uh, an exciting industry to be in. Well, we have two things in common. I actually am University of Maryland also. And also, I was involved with uh, doing work for one of the international finance groups where I went to Slovakia, who was looking to do mortgages. So it's a small world, to say the least. So, Luba, why don't you talk about your challenges that you see in mortgage banking and also in your current position of what you see is going on in the mortgage space today? Yeah, I will be happy to talk about that. So let me start first with what I'm seeing in the mortgage industry and then end up with the challenges and maybe some opportunities. But what I'm seeing is that, of course, what everybody is seeing, interest rates are going up. Where, Where my advantage is that I can actually see back. And I think everybody should be looking to history so that they can evaluate the present and then really forecast for the future. But so I was looking at for, I have uh, access to 22 years of data 
So I was looking at this and we all think that 2020 and 2021 were very special because of the low interest rates, because of the pandemic, the refi wave. But what we forget, because we don't think of, about the past enough, I think, is that we had two years in the 22-year history that I can see in the data, 2002 and 2003, where the refinances were much higher than in 2020 mm. and 2021, nationally speaking. And you remember that in 20, 2002, the, the interest rates on 30-year fixed were about six and a half percentage percent. And then in 2003, they were just below 6%. And yet they produced a refi wave. And it is because what was before then, the interest rates were, uh, in the previous two years, they were about eight, seven, eight percent. So lowering the interest rate to almost seven percent was enough to to put the the highest refi wave. In 2002, there were 10.3 million refi loans, and in 2003, there were 15 million loans, which compares to about eight million, eight and a half million loans in the last two years for for each of the year in refi, even though the loan, the, the interest rate was much lower. It really everything. So what I want to say is that everything is relevant, depends where you where your starting point is. So I think the challenge that I see now is because of this drop in refi volume uh, caused by the rising interest rates, we are all focused on that. And we forget that we had had this in the past and that the people who did well uh, through those refi waves, waves are those who focused on home purchase. So that those are some of the challenges that I see, um, just not enough perspective uh, in, in the bank, in the mortgage banking industry that would give uh, lenders a little bit more tools and, and more insight to manage their business better and, and more calmly, I would say. In my own work, it's similar, it's just, getting mortgage bankers to use more data. So that that's my biggest challenge. How do I communicate? Uh, how do mm -hmm. I teach data literacy? How do I speak with an industry that is very much focused on sales and not so much on consultation? I think still, the if you put those two, whether we are consultative industry or sales industry, we are more sales industry. So I would say those are the the challenges and the opportunities are coming from there. Can we become more consultative, especially in the current environment and focus on uh, purchase business in a, as consultants even to first time home buyers and other, other groups? Right. Well, I agree with you 100%. I find it shocking. And of course, I've been in the industry a long time, but I agree with you 100% that they look at this current market as something that's never happened before. Mm -hmm. And I find it rather shocking that they weren't prepared for it. And it's often what I hear from leadership teams is that they're shocked. They're very much shocked. So I agree 100% with what you were saying, which really does lead to understanding the past to understand the future. So I think you really made Make a good point. But let's talk about especially the opportunity side of it and the data component that really drives us. And that is in how do you how to use data 
to increase minority applications. Certainly the agencies, certainly the data out there, actually even the recent court case where there was a settlement regarding redlining, this issue about generating loans in the minority market. So talk about that issue and how your how data can help us to arrive at being able to generate those markets. First of all, the, the question about data is very big one, especially in the mortgage industry. It is almost like we are people who are in a boat, in an ocean, and we are surrounded by water, but it's a salt water and we are thirsty. We, there is nothing, we, we can't have this clean water to drink. And I think similarly with the mortgage industry now, we are swimming, we are just drowning in data, but we can't use it. And when we talk about the data that uh, is going to help us serve the communities better and increase also our business, improve our business, we are not using it enough. And now the data that I'm referring to is the Home Mortgage Disclosure Data Act, the uh, Home Mortgage Disclosure Act data. So under HMDA or Regulation C, mortgage lenders are required to report about a hundred different points on each application and each year this these reports are individually submitted uh, in march to the cfpb by march 1st to the cfpb and then cfpb releases them later that month to the public and what is uh, what it's i think it's the best kept secret some lenders know it but some lenders don't know it, is that this is not only regulatory annoying data, but it's actually amazing data set that covers about 92% of all mortgage transactions. And it gives you a very a holistic view of your borrower, of your market. So you have not only your application, mortgage application and the different attributes of that, but you know the location of that loan, you know the borrower or the applicant who applied for this loan. And so from that, when you aggregate the data, you can produce a wonderful data story about the applicants who are applying for mortgages. When this is, because the Humda data is the only uh, data source that is allowed to collect information about age, race, ethnicity, sex, income. Of, of the applicants uh, and also the CFPB anonymously discloses that data. So the ability to tap into this data is super important when you're trying to answer the question that you posed, how, how can we serve, how can we get to this market? And again, this is one data set. There are other data sets that are amazing also in the US and they're supersets like the American Community Survey, which is published by the Census Bureau, it supplements and it, it, both data sets have to be used together in order to derive insights to answer the question, how do we increase lending to minority? So what we do in one of our apps, which is based on those two data sets, we call it Hum Division. We combine demographics from the originations side so we can see how many loans were originated to minority, and how many loans were originated to non-Hispanic white at any level, geographic level, at any lender, of course. And then we can compare it to the demographic mix that we can analyze from the American Community Survey data. And so when you put those two things together, for example, 
2021, we had about 30%, uh, about 40% minority in the demographic mix nationally, and 60% uh, non-Hispanic white. But in the originations, we see that only 30% went to minority borrowers and about 57, 60% went to non-Hispanic white. So you have this imbalance a little bit that both regulators are looking for. The regulators on one hand are looking for compliance and redlining cases and marketers and lenders, some marketers and some lenders are looking at this as opportunity. So for example, the, the data points that I mentioned to you in those two uh, for origination mix and application mix, the delta there the difference between demographics mix and originations mix is about 10 basis points for minority borrowers. And that presents for, for home purchase. And that presents about half a million loans that we can generate if we put our focus on lending to minority. So talk about that. The impact of what your data is showing shows a big opportunity in this marketplace. Do you find that lenders typically can understand the data or is the data too complex or is it just something where they say, well, look, I'm not good at math and I'm not sure what this all means. What do you typically find with lenders that you deal with? Yeah, I find everything actually. There are some very savvy lenders, usually the smaller lenders, because they have to be more competitive perhaps. They use this data. It's very easy to use it. It's not it's not so intimidating than it seems. But I think what it comes down to is culture, a corporate culture. If you're really pushing your loan officers, your entire organization for sales, you don't have time to think about it. You don't have time to educate your loan officers about the insights and those gems uh, from for improving your business and for serving your constituents, serving your communities better. And I think um, mortgage lenders are probably this cusp of beginning to understand it because, for example, at Polygon Research, what we are trying to, to do is to get away from talking about this raw data, because if you see the raw data, you will give up. You will never try to do anything with it. But what we are trying to do is make it find ways to make it less intimidating, less complex, bring the use cases that the loan officers, marketing teams, compliance teams have to the data uh, instead of da the data to, to, the, to the end users. We unlock that data so the users, the end users don't have to analyze it and be perplexed how to use it. They just use our visualizations and ability to tell a story through data. And so for me, this is almost like the what happened in baseball. My son is a pitcher, so I, I know a little bit about baseball. I had to learn it. But in early 2000, there was a, a mini revolution in how baseball was analyzed, how players mm -hmm. were hired. And uh, we know the story from the movie Moneyball with Bill Bean, who used Moneyball statistics to do something different. And even though there were statistics already in baseball, like batting averages, hits, stolen bases, he still found a new point of view because he was using those statistics, but trying to figure out, is there another way to analyze the opportunity? If you remember, he 
uh, came up with slugging percentage, dividing the total bases by at-bats, on-base percentages, and so forth, to change the game, to, to win championships. And I think this is coming to the mortgage industry, and you would see, especially in the current environment, I think more lenders are going to be investing in uh, using that sort of combination of uh, business data, but also demographics data to make decisions for marketing, for sales, for hiring even. So do you find that lenders are more receptive to it now because the market's more difficult? Or do you find that the senior management might be interested in it, but when it comes to the, the loan officer on the street, that they really don't they really are, they're, they're just doing their own thing. Yes, uh, a little bit of both. I think it. everything starts with uh, management buy-in. If the management is not interested in this, uh, the loan officer will be even less interested in this. Sure. If you don't set the tone, if your culture, if you, it depends really there, for example, in Hamda last year, more than 4,300 lenders reported on, on their activities, their lending activities uh, by demographics. So you have among those 4,000, at least you have different different flavors of everything. But I think what, uh, what leaders can do is get educated about this as soon as possible, about the power of this data to improve their business models and to find new markets for them. And then find ways and, and they're very easy ways to help educate the loan officers and coach them in how to use that data, how to, to build market analysis. There are tools and including ours, but there are other vendors out there that make this possible uh, where they take the Honda, the census data, and they produce these amazing cloud-based visualizations that you can do market analysis very quickly. I want to say uh, what is going to speed up this is uh, some of the actions that are taken, not only you mentioned regulators, this is the fear uh, where, oh, we might be sued, we might be put under microscope by the CFPB about our fair lending practices. And this is a very, very valid concern. But where the, on the upside, the other side of the coin is the opportunity. And this month in August, earlier in August, I don't know whether you are keeping track of that or not, but Fannie Mae um, opened and disclosed their proposal of single family social index. So what it is, they're going to use this demographic data to score, to put a social score on every loan they're buying. And they, in these kind of loans, they might get higher premiums because there is a demand by investors in on Wall Street who are who want to invest in securities in funds that have ESG goals and ESG loans in portfolio. So, so in a sense, this is going to change the business model. Are you able to keep track of this of your social loans and communicate them and sell them well? This is going to become a part of the uh, secondary, secondary market strategy of companies as well. Well, I think that would be a game changer. I've been on that issue for a long time because it's something that it's one thing to talk about this increasing minority applications, but it's another thing as far as having some type of measurement, some type of real numbers that you can actually show different different performances by lenders. So I think that's a really a great point. So how do you see uh, the rest of this year and I guess next year as far as how minority applications and business will be increased? 
Well, I think that, first of all, we all know that demographics uh, drives housing and demographics points to increase in minority population, in formation of minority households. So there is no doubt that minority lending will be increasing and we'll see increased minority home ownership, which is going to lift the wealth, will make us a stronger society. So I see the next year that minority um, lending is going to continue to increase. Last year, it was about 24% of purchase originations, but I think it, it's not inconceivable to see six to 10 percentage points lift in that originations because of this focus uh, of, on ESG strategy and goals. Uh, Fannie Mae, their predictions for purchase originations in 2022 are 1.7 trillion. We think that they will be a little bit higher at Polygon, but so we, we think that we're going to see more uh, 1.8 to 1.9 trillion in purchase originations and about 30% of those would be minority purchase originations. This is our estimate for 2022. And of course, 23, uh, we think the market will probably be stable as we see some of the rhetoric that is coming from the Fed that they will be, they, they might keep raising the interest to fight the inflation and the interest might stay elevated, which will definitely put downward pressure on refi, but might also put purchase originations okay. in place. So what are your thoughts on, you know, Freddie Mac has done analysis under what they call mortgage-ready consumers. It's an analysis of the potential people and the criteria that they used was what consumers between 18 and 45 would qualify for a mortgage loan that don't have a house, don't have homeownership now. And so their projection is that there's 41 million potential consumers that fit under what would be a qualifier typically within mortgage banking. So it's pretty, I think it's a pretty strong number. And I was wondering what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, no, uh, they, I think this is a, a great study. And um, if there was an update, it's uh, fantastic. It is based on multiple data points. So it's, mm -hmm. it's a good point. But my always when I hear national studies or national forecasts, I always think about the the factor of geography because when you hear those, you have to translate it into your own markets. What does it mean for your own origination for for your own market? How can you estimate what what's the opportunity in your market? And there is a a great way to do that by again blending. Even if you take that high level research and go back to your zip code, MSA, county level. Uh, you can use, again, census data. The census data is American Community Survey that we like because it's so detailed and can talk about home ownership. But you can also use a current population survey and the ASEC supplement to see the home ownership rates, how they change, and what the income level is in your market. I mean, it is true that there are about I mean, if we think about 18 years or older, uh, based on uh, 2021 data, we see about 100 million people in that category, minority people, mm -hmm. and a little bit over half of them live in um, owned housing units, in, uh -huh. their homeowners or live in homeowner households. Right. So there is this other 50 million that is a, a big market, growing market, 
of uh, the renters at the moment that can be served with offers for home ownership. It's just finding out who those people are in your market is critical and you can do a lot with uh, using the census data. You can understand what the, the demographic composition is, uh, what their income is, which is one of the major drivers of whether that particular person can afford mortgage today or not, and what you can do to groom this future borrower. Right. So would you say that that's your most popular service that you're providing that to lenders that you're giving them? They don't have to do this analysis. You're doing it for them. Is that what typically is your most requested topic? Yes, yes, absolutely. It's the demographics uh, data. There is uh, censusdata.gov where you can use the census data and, and do your analysis. But where our apps excel is that it's cross-filterable and you don't have to download it uh, at all. You can do the analysis uh, in the cloud and the cloud provides exceptional computational speed of this. So I would say, yes, our uh, census apps, both the ACS and the CPS are very popular and they're used by both lenders and by nonprofits as well. Obviously, we blend them in the Hum Division app as well. But it is, it is that where we are, the way we, we see things and the use of data is from a, a, the ecosystem perspective. We see how nonprofits and regulators and think tanks and national association and lenders, on the other hand, consultants, consumer advocates use our apps and we see what are the most interesting use cases for them. Definitely analyzing home ownership, comparing the home ownership of one group against the other to see what uh, tactics and strategies can be created. Uh, And one of them is the special purpose credit program, SPCP, which is entirely based on this type of analysis, both demographic, analysis from census data and home mortgage disclosure act data. Well, that's actually terrific. And we only have a few minutes left. So why don't you share a couple takeaways that you would want our listeners to, uh, from today's topic? But the first one that I would uh, say is that to, to your listeners is that you've got data, but think about it. Often your data has probably the last mile problem of the data in the rest of the industry. So I encourage your listeners to find ways to make their data useful to the loan officers. What data, ask you the question, what data do you have that will help loan officers do their job better in the current environment? And what data needs to be unlocked to do that? So bring it to the fingertips, educate your loan officers. That's number one. Then number two is, do you have market data that you're not using? For example, invest a little bit of time learning about Hamda data and what it can do for your sales organization. And um, as we talked, Pat, you know that we are experts on that with Hamda Vision, but Hamda data by itself and in combination with census is absolutely something that uh, you cannot ignore anymore. As I said, it's on one hand, it's the fair lending regulation, but on the other is the opportunity to participate in this social scoring that uh, uh, that Fannie Mae is providing. And then finally, 
it's all encompassing. Demographics is destiny, in a way. I think one demographer said it a few uh, decades ago. But you cannot ignore the demographics, and you can't rely on overall generalized demographics for your, at the national level. You have to understand your community and equip your loan officers with that understanding, encourage them to go out, meet, and be really trusted advisors to those communities. Well, I think there are a lot of great points that you're making, and I love that demographics is destiny. I think that's so true for sure. And I want to thank Lemira for sharing all of her wisdom on this important topic. And I want to thank our listeners for spending time with us. Thanks so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure being with you. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. If your sales team needs training in hiring and lead generation, schedule a free consultation by emailing me at psherlock at qfsconsulting.com.